the Business Buzz Podcast. The Business, Business Buzz, Buzz with Mudiwa Mop Justice Gabaza. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on Vow FM. That's Voice of Viz. We're broadcasting live uh, from our studios right here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. Now it is a Thursday, it is 7 p.m. And, uh, you know, for long-time listeners, they'll know that before the pandemic, uh, this is when you could catch us. And uh, I guess from uh, this day forth, it just happens to be the 1st of April uh, 2021, we have gone back uh, to airing on a Thursday at 7pm so for future reference you can always find us at this time I've been, I'm with your mob Justice Kavaz and uh, you know as always I'll be your host and uh, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now this week uh, you know as a lot of things are winding down people you know getting ready for the Easter weekend uh, for the long weekend a lot of uh, you know necessary rest as we come to the end of the first quarter uh, we had uh, the family meeting that was held uh, the other day and uh, you know luckily you know nothing too much on the restrictions front apart from the fact that uh, you know if you want to buy alcohol it's only from uh, places like restaurants etc uh, but for the most part you know things are looking you know a little bit more because uh, some of the gathering restrictions were actually you know they were actually loosened and um, increased in some ways. So a little bit of good news coming up as people are getting ready for the Easter weekend. As always, we just urge people to be careful. Uh, just do what you have to do. Mask up, uh, you know, sanitize up all the time and just, uh, you know, be vigilant as we go through the long weekend. Now for today, uh, we are going to be getting into a show around um, investment education because getting into the markets is not always an easy thing uh, for a lot of people. There's a lot of knowledge that needs to be um, accumulated. You can't just uh, enter the markets blind uh, because it's very easy to lose your money in that way. So for today, that's what we're going to be looking at. And to help us to navigate what all of that means, we are going to be hearing from Ralph Spears, who is uh, part of the JSCs, that is the Johannesburg Stock Exchanges um, Investment Challenge Team team. Uh, he's going to be telling us a little bit around what they're doing on that front, as well as uh, talking to Munya uh, Chingono, who is uh, founder of FinForum, which is a financial education uh, platform, just to hear what's going on on that front. So that's how the show is looking like, but uh, otherwise, we also hear from uh, you know our financial expert, Lebo Pasha, in our business wrap coming up just after the break, and then we also get into the state of your 100 rand in our Buffalo Index. Now, remember that you can find and follow uh, Vow FM, that's 88.1, on Facebook. We are Vow FM or Voice of Vits. And then our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at Vow FM. And then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. Now, remember that you can find our latest podcasts uh, on uh, vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. Otherwise, uh, you know, you can visit any of your favorite platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, uh, to find all our great content there. So that's how the show is looking like. We are here until 8 p.m. On the other side of this, we get into the business wrap. Forget what the little birdie told you. Follow us, follow us, follow us at BoFM and join the conversation. Business wrap with Lebo Pasha. 
Lebo Pasha joins us on the line. He is uh, the general manager for Southern Africa at the African Management Institute. And uh, he's uh, going to be giving us our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. So, Lebo, greetings to you on this Thursday evening. Greetings to you, Mudiwa, and greetings to all the Bank family. Now, thank you so much, uh, you know, as always, for being with us. Now, as we head into the long weekend, I understand that, uh, you know, some good news as we hear that uh, ESCOM's uh, Kusile Power Station, uh, you know, one of the units has actually gone gone live, adding, you know, a little bit to the national power grid. Yes, uh, a lot of good news, especially if you've been assisted by load shedding over the past, I won't even say the past few months, the past more than a decade. Good to finally hear. I've uh, got another unit from Godzilla that's online. And it's, it's, it's quite a crazy story because it was expected that Godzilla as a whole, so all six units, would be commercially um, um, commissioned and live by 2015. So um, we have six years plus counting. Um, that's how long it's been delayed. Um, the cost to ESCOM terms of cost overrun is huge. It's billions. And then in terms of that, do you think it's actually going to, I guess, dent um, the, the challenge that you that you highlighted at the beginning about load shading? Because I understand this is uh, an additional 800 megawatts. Is that really something we should be writing home about? Or at this point, are we just happy for any little thing that helps us with the load shading situation? I think anything helps. Um, we're in a situation where um, just one or two units at any of the other much older power stations immediately puts us into a deficit situation or a situation where it's quite critical and we need to move into load shedding. So every single megawatt that we can get on board, even some of that solar power, some of the, the wind energy, all of the renewable energy that we are seeing um, coming on stream, we need all of that. Also, um, we, we've heard some good stories about some ships coming to our shores to generate some power. So every single megawatt we can get, I think we definitely need. Because the other, the flip side of the story is that some of these older power stations also do need to go down for maintenance. And they can only do that when we've got uh, enough of a safety margin, a cushion between uh, the demand for electricity and how much ESCOM can produce. Uh, now I understand that uh, moving on, we are seeing some traction with uh, with these digital banks that we've been hearing about, such as Time Bank. And when I saw this number, I'm actually I, I won't lie, I'm actually surprised just how how big they've been able to grow, um, you know, over such a short period of time. Yeah, so um, I'm one of those people who one of those three million. So the last time we spoke about it. Um, um, on, on the show, I decided I would go and open up a time bank account. And yeah, I'm one of those 3 million people. That's really well. Um, they've got more than 1.5 billion rand in deposits so far. They've managed to um, get a lot of women out there who were previously banked. So that's why they see always celebrating that um, loyalty to one bank seems to be dying. And the big thing as well... Um, 
also the, the big spread in the age group. So a lot of people have opened their accounts um, at a pick and pay kiosk. So that partnership with pick and pay and Boxer has really worked well for them. So more than 80% of the accounts opened have been opened up at a pick and pay, uh, with about 15% only being opened online. So definitely it looks like these types of partnerships are going to be a thing of the future. Discovery Bank is also doing well, by the way. They've got more than 3 billion rand. Um, I don't know the, the exact figures so far, but they've got much more in deposits um, than the time bank. That actually sounds really well. That actually sounds, you know, very encouraging because you we hear about, um, you know, traditionally we had the big four, and then Capitec came in, and then we're like, really, is there enough room for anyone else? Now we have the digital players. Do you anticipate uh, a situation where we'll see what's happening uh, with the banks being what happened with cell phone companies, where a person might have more than one, you know, might operate on more than one cell phone network, you know? one for the data maybe one for the voice deals and in the same way people you know operating a time or a discovery account and something else so that they can you know spread their risk or take advantage of the deals on all sides well we might see some but it's it's a very different market in that space i think um one of the biggest sort of hurdles in that space is is having these base stations or towers and that's what's really um, hurt Selfie quite a lot, having to rely on Vodacom and MTN infrastructure. It's also been quite uh, a steep hill to climb for Telcom. They've done pretty well, but um, I think the barrier to entry there. We've seen in the past, and what, what we've seen in other countries as well, is the virtual um, network service providers, like a, a virtual um, a virgin uh, network. So they were selling some cards, but um, they were supported by the in inverted commas the real network that had all of the hard infrastructure. So we might see that coming back. Um, and there's also a lot of other regulatory issues at play um, with with sales of um, spectrum as well. So I think that space is definitely impacted by some of the regulatory considerations. All right, and then as we end off, uh, Huawei. Quarterly sales falling, I, I guess, a, a victim of uh, the U.S.-China trade war? Yep, definitely a big victim. I think they're probably the biggest victim. Um, just in the last quarter of last year, they saw 11% reduction in their quarterly sales. So um, they're making quarterly sales of about $33 billion, um, USD. That drop of 11% is probably about 60 billion rand in rand. So that's probably... It's more, it's more than the um, annual sales of some of our listed companies. So it's hit them quite hard. But what I've, what I've really enjoyed looking at from Huawei is how they've chosen to innovate out of this problem. They're focusing on smart cars. They're focusing on the connected home. They're focusing on um, digitizing agriculture to try and lessen their dependence on mobile and the mobile space. But again, they've still got most of the patents for 5G technology they are rolling out the technology across the globe. So this is all of the the, the base stations that we spoke about um, when we were talking about networks just now. So they're still a very strong player. Nobody can ignore them as a big digital player in, in, in the global market.
All right. So that's been us with the Lebo Pasha. He is uh, the general manager at uh, for Southern Africa at the African Management Institute, giving us uh, a roundup of the week's top trending business economics news, uh, rounding up ESCOM's uh, Kusile Power Station having a unit that's uh, gone live this week, Time Bank, uh, registering its uh, three millionth customer and uh, just highlighting the impact of the U.S.-China trade war on Huawei. So that's been it on the other side of this. We get into the Buffalo Index. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. In our Buffalo Index, we seek to tell you this, uh, the value of your 100 Rand. And for today, uh, we are concerned with uh, what can you do in the stock market when it comes to, you know, 100 Rand. Because uh, because for today, we are talking about uh, what's going on in the realm of, uh, you know, investing in the stock market and stock market education. We decided to check what can 100 Rand do for you um, on the JSC. And uh, we went to the top and bottom, you know, of the market just to see, you know, how many shares you can get of uh, one of the most expensive stocks on the market and one of uh, the most affordable stocks on the market. And the first one, if we go for on the lower end, uh, if you go for a company called AfriStrat, uh, which is basically uh, the old Escopo-esque Component, uh, right, uh, an African uh, diversified financial services group. Uh, that one is actually going on the market. Uh, it wa- it's one cent per share, which means that uh, for about a hundred rand, you could get yourself uh, ten thousand shares. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what it's looking like on that end. Otherwise, on the top end, you know, completely different league of numbers, right? You've got Naspers, which is uh, one of the top ten technology investment firms in the world. Now uh, they're Cape Town based and in the local market they're mainly known uh, for owning Media24 uh, as well as Take A Lot. And uh, But internationally they are most famous uh, for uh, being the largest shareholder in Chinese internet giant um, Tencent. And uh, one of their shares at the moment will set you back 3,728 rand. I repeat, that's 3,728 rand, which means for your 100 rand, you would be able to get 137th of a share. So that's been it for the Buffalo Index. On the other side of this, we get into the main topic. If it's land, we've got just the line for you. Call our landline on 011-717-9881. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. And for today, as we said at the start of the show, we're looking a little around investment, a little around uh, some education, uh, because, you know, one of the themes um, of the year so far is, you know, how do we increase participation um, in uh, in the markets, you know, for ordinary people, just making sure uh, that uh, we make investment opportunities a little bit more um, accessible. And uh, for today, we are joined on the line uh, by, um, you know, a representative from uh, the local Johannesburg Stock Exchange, possibly uh, the largest stock exchange on the continent. But before we get into all of that, uh, remember that you can keep in touch with us. We are our FM Voice of Fits. Uh, on the Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy, and then on Twitter we're at VARFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. So, as I said, we are joined uh, by uh, uh, someone from the JSC. We have Ralph Spears, who is a 
uh, corporate social um, investment officer and uh, part of the team uh, that is running the JSC Investment Challenge. Rolf, how are you today? I'm doing very well in yourself. Thank you so much for having us on the show. No, thank you so much. I think we've, uh, you know, we, we already said that JC is quite possibly the largest exchange on the continent. Uh, and I understand that you are part of uh, the team that is running uh, the JC Investment Challenge. What is that investment challenge about? And uh, I guess more than anything else, what is it that you guys are trying to achieve? Yeah, so the um, Investment Challenge is um, a program that we run for the youth of South Africa. We are trying to educate and and assist um, the youth of South Africa to understand financial literacy. And so what we've got um, is a program where you are able to participate um, in a competition. Uh, we, We run it at both high school and university level. And so anyone that's listening, um, that's studying currently at university or college, they can participate in this competition. Uh, It's a team effort. So you basically are given money, a million rand, and it's not real money, it's virtual money, given a million rand. And then you go and buy and sell shares that are on the JSC. Um, And that is what you will be doing over a six-month period, trying to increase the value at the same time, learn the concepts around um, the stock exchange. Um, quite possibly, um, you've already mentioned the fact that you'd be giving a million and, uh, you know, the, the challenge is to, I guess, increase the size of the portfolio by investing in shares, all of this. How long have you guys been doing it? And I guess in the past, what has the reception been like? So we've been running this for the past 48 years, so it's a a very long time. Uh, Back in the day, they used to use the postal service to place their orders. Now, obviously, technology allows us to to have it all online for everyone. So it's been running for a while. Um, And, uh, yeah, each and every single year, we we do have a a lot of um, students across the country competing. Um, and we just would love to to get as many on board to experience this and to to learn more um, about the different concepts that are there. I mean, the buzz out there, especially when I go to the different universities, um, there is obviously a lot of buzz around trading. Uh, people are looking uh, for opportunities, and uh, we really are trying to help you understand what is actually going on in the markets. You know, I I guess a big question then is, is there a prize? Most definitely. Um, uh, You know, that's... uh that's the cherry on the top. Uh, there is 25,000 rands up for grabs um, for the top team and an all-expense-paid trip to an international stock exchange. Um, we still yet to obviously go with this last one. We did run the competition last year. Everything was online, but um, they've yet to go overseas, obviously, due to lockdown. But that is part of the prize. Um, previous years, we've gone to the New York Stock Exchange, um, London Stock Exchange about two or three years ago. So we visit these places, take the students um, as part of the prize. There's also second prize, which is 20,000 rand, and third prize, which is 15,000 rands. And this is for the team. That's the annual uh, prizes. We also got monthly prizes of around 3,000 rand as well. Uh, the monthly part, what is that uh, actually being judged on? 
Um, so again, um, what happens is um, everyone um, participates each and every single month um, to to try and increase their total um, value of their account. And every month it's then reset to uh, then see what position you are in. So you've got a monthly scoreboard and an annual scoreboard running at the same time. And the monthly scoreboard just resets every month to see your position. So it's very nice every time you log in every day, you're then able to see where's your team position based on your returns versus every other team around the country. Okay, so even if I don't necessarily win the overall, I guess, annual competition, there's still a chance to be competing each and every month for for the prizes. Most definitely. You know, that's the, uh, that's the beauty of it. You might have a bad run. You might have two or three months of bad run, or it could be two or three weeks, and then you're not necessarily in contention for the annual prize, but you, you're still able to then compete in the monthly prize, and that's every single month for six months um, that you can there compete in that monthly competition. So we run in both monthly and annually um, concurrently. And um, at the end of the day, um, it's great to have the prizes and obviously there will be a winner. Um, but I think that, you, you know, you must take away from this the, um, the learning aspect and the, the amount of effort you put in, uh, you'll see a great, um, a, a great learning curve coming, you know, obviously understanding exactly what's going on there and put you in touch with, with the actual financial markets. I mean, hopefully everyone one day is going to have a bit of extra income to put away. And by you practicing and learning about this now, um, hopefully you will be able to make wiser investment decisions in the future. Okay. So apart from the investment challenge, are there any other, I guess, um, investment education focused um, initiatives that you guys are, you know, involved in, I I guess, not necessarily just for the youth, but just in general? So um, for the general public, we we do have what we call um, a virtual trading game. Again, it is um, a similar principle to the the university um, platform. Um, The difference there is there's some learning modules that are also attached to the actual virtual trading game. So again, it's a platform where people can also place trades to get a feel of, of how the market works. But at the same time, on that platform, there's also then educational modules that they can go through to assist them to understand um, in detail the different different aspects of the market. Um, and so that is something that the general public can do, and that's completely free for everyone that's interested. If I complete uh, any of those, you know, as a member of the general public, do I get a cool certificate that says I've I've done something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Uh, it's not an accredited course. Um, there are many courses out there that you can do, but ours is is really educationally based, but not attached with a certificate. Okay. Now, when it comes to either the general public or the, I guess, uh, more the young people um, in the high school and uh, the tertiary level, um, what do you make of, I guess? interest when it comes to investment education because uh, the fact that you guys are have been running this for 
for decades now uh, sort of means that you know over that time there's always just been a need to educate people about uh, about investments and stuff like that but you know just from what you can see you know what's the interest like when it comes to uh, people actually finding out more and more about uh, you know what's going on in the markets and just trying to better understand uh, you know how to invest and all of that yeah, I, th- I think that, um, you know, j- just based on um, the environment that the youth find themselves, um, I think there's a, a great longing and desire to to uplift themselves and improve their, their wealth and lifestyle. And so with that comes a lot of interest in the stock market when people do get to hear about it they realize that they can change their financial status, they can uh, increase their wealth. Um, And so there is a lot of interest around the stock market. Um, And so we obviously try and help everyone understand and have a balanced view on it because there are many uh, what you would call people that would be out there really promoting you can get rich overnight. And uh, the stock market is not like that. And so we want to make sure that people understand uh, a, a holistic overview of exactly what it's all about and what is investing about and really invest for the long term. And, and so learn those different habits and culture. If we can change the culture, the saving culture in South Africa, uh, that would be amazing to try and bring that in and install that from a young age so that later down the line um, they are on a monthly basis when they're earning a salary, putting stuff away for the future. And if we can create that habit uh, in the youth, uh, I think South Africa would find themselves in a better place. No, that's actually that's actually quite amazing. Um, and actually, before we go, just to round up uh, this discussion, when it comes to, um, I guess, resources, you've spoken about uh, the different games that are there. Uh, but outside of that, you guys just have places where people can just read. If I just want information about a certain topic when it comes to investing, can I just go to the JSC and just get that information? Yeah, so um, you can find uh, a lot of information on the JSC website, which is jsc.co.za. You can find, obviously, these uh, programs. Anyone that's listening at university or college, you can find information on university.jsc.co.za. Those that are listening that are at school level or teachers, um, there's school.jsc.co.za. And if you didn't get any of those websites, um, you know, we also publish a lot of information on our Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram and that you can just uh, search JSC Challenge um, and there you'll find a lot of information as well. Um, and in fact, the, the student group that um, actually uh, we have been working with around bits is um, Finn Forum. They've um, obviously... Uh, also providing information out there for students and trying to get as many students on board onto this investment challenge program. Um, when you work with uh, partners like uh, Fin Forum, I'm guessing that sort of like uh, like a society does that work as an affiliation or sort of more of, hi, we're doing this. Could we just partner on a project going forward? Yeah, you know, we we welcome any partnerships that's going to really help and um, promote um, the the financial literacy side of things. And so, 
uh, like FinForum, they would um, really just try and encourage students that are um, visiting their platform, that are that they're working with, to actually participate. And so we welcome that kind of partnerships and uh, look for more out there. All right. So that's been us with uh, Ralph Spears, who is a uh, corporate uh, social investment officer with uh, the JSC and also part of the team that's running the JSC Investment Challenge, giving us insights into what's happening with that challenge. He's saying that it's a platform uh, that allows um, school and university-based students or learners uh, to come on, you know, get a million rand in virtual money, go on, trade for a certain period uh, monthly and there's also a yearly competition and people can compete for a prize uh, that does include uh, the ability to uh, go to an international exchange obviously with everything that's happening with lockdown uh, the last year or so you know those people are still yet to go but that is part of the prize and then he's also then um, highlighting that you know if you aren't a, if you aren't a school age learner uh, in your part of the general public you can actually go and they have a similar program uh, that also includes educational model uh, modules inside there you know for people to upskill themselves go in just learn about what's happening on the exchange and how to actually trade and actually perhaps build wealth one of the big things that he does caution is that um, the exchange is not a get-rich-quick scheme and that there's a lot of knowledge that you have to accumulate you know and a lot of patience that needs to be exercised over time so that's been it on the other side of this we continue with the show keep it locked this is the business buzz COVID biz watch. COVID biz watch. On, on the business buzz in our COVID business watch we aim to look at and see observe and examine what the impact of COVID-19 has been on businesses in and around South Africa and uh, for today we are hearing uh, from Satinda who is a Vitz Business School MMFI 2020 student and an aspiring industrialist who is extremely passionate about uh, making meaningful contributions in the African uh, community and the world at large. Our producer Slindlim CB spoke to him and this is what he had to say. Many thanks for the opportunity. Um, it's a huge, huge honor to be sharing the bottom line guest speaker story on a distinguished platform with a huge audience such as this. It's really exciting to get the chance to let you guys and the broader listeners know more about a forum and what it's all about. Well, it all began with an interest, interest and inspiration. And on the other hand, I'm extremely obsessed, I must say, with podcasts, facet chats, interviews, and panel discussions. It's so bad to an extent that um, I try and listen to one or two of them every time before I go to bed. One of my favorite um, guest speaker sessions, it's called The View from the Top. And it's from Stanford Graduate School of Business. It brings in alumni, notable executives such as Reed Hastings of Netflix, a South African-born titan Elon Musk, and notable trailblazing African entrepreneurs such as Shrive Masiba all have been part of it. Therefore, I 
we all thought that it's normal for us to translate such endeavor and bring it home in South Africa to the Vets Business School. So uh, during the pandemic, uh, podcasts along with Frisol searching started to get an increase in demand. And this basically made it easier for us to carve up a niche and start something along the same lines. So uh, there was really a vacuum, to be honest, and Fitz Business School needed such an initiative. And I thought I should team up with our fellow classmates, Priscilla, Dibohang, Karikora, and Boipelo to found an initiative that would bridge the gap between classroom and real life experiences for the listeners. As masters, students, and academics, we've been mainly exposed to the crooks of calculations, permutations, now the fundamentals of theory, but we haven't caught the opportunity and first row seats to interact with well-known and experienced executives that have been able to transform the country's financial and economic landscape. Well, it's, it's, it's been a hard slog, I must say. Um, to be fair enough, uh, the disruptions caused by the pandemic haven't, been, haven't made it easy for us. Um, however, we've played our part and executed our roles diligently. Uh, our greatest challenge or negative has been trying to get hold of our targets. Um, <laughs> I'd say cold shoulders have been a norm and it's been a huge struggle to get past the gatekeepers, we call them. <laughs> and these are the personal assistants of some of the executives. Um, however, we've also had some success. We've managed to secure local celebrated executives such as Titonyati from Altron. Charles Savage from Easy Equities. And we've also had the opportunity to bring along current MMFI students and also alumni who've completed this wonderful and exciting academic program at the business school. More justice on the business bars. We continue our show around uh, investment education. Uh, thank you so much, uh, you know, to the JSC for just uh, educating us about uh, some of the initiatives that they have going on. Uh, but for now, we want to move on to uh, Munya Chingono, who is the founder of uh, FinForum. They are a financial education uh, platform, uh, just to get some insight around what they are doing on that front. Uh, Munya, good evening to you. Good evening to you too. How's it going? Thanks for thanks for having me on. No, thank you so much for being with us. I think a good place for us to start always is just a little around Fin Forum. Uh, what are you guys about? And as the founder, what made you uh, start uh, start this thing? Sure thing. Well, let me start off with uh, with what made me decide to start it. So, uh, as a as a student, I had a lot of older older friends, older cousins, relatives who 
were very smart, educated in their own rights, but for some reason when when they graduated, it seemed like they were struggling to find uh, internships, op- opportunities, graduate programs. Uh, I think for me, I was in a situation where as an undergraduate student, I didn't want to find myself looking for, for, for work and struggling to find work after I graduated. So uh, I decided that maybe we should try and see how we can be a bit proactive in terms of contacting companies, finding out what opportunities were there for, 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 for students. Um, and uh, from there, we decided to, to, to basically as myself and another student, we decided to take our CVs. We had very little job experience. All we had was, uh, was just our grades. And we went from company to company, just handing out CVs, handing out CVs, handing out CVs. Uh, we must have printed out maybe about, I think, over, over, over 50 CVs that we handed out around, and we didn't get one response. It was, it was, it was quite a wake-up call. And uh, I think it, it, it made us realize that there has to be a more efficient way of, of, of finding what opportunities are out there for school, for, for students. Uh, what we then decided to do was to actually call up companies, find out which companies would be willing to come and chat to groups of students. Um, and from there, it, we, we gathered our class members. From our class, it became other class members. Then once we graduated, it now started to be students from other universities. So uh, fast forward a bit, and we've, we've, we've partnered with, uh, with a lot of really, really great organizations, such as Jesse, who, who were on earlier, to basically help bridge the gap between uh, the student and, 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 and working in an office. What, what we aim to do is um, ensure that when a student graduates, they're able to, first of all, differentiate between what someone would do in, 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 in an investment banking role or uh, a junior analyst role at an equity research firm, and also be able to identify and know where the opportunities for those, for those roles are. So we give them access to graduate programs, internships, we let them know what dates they're opening and closing, uh, information like bursaries, uh, also, uh, the tips on, on, on how to prepare your CV, what to do in an interview, um, what's the difference between a, a CFP and and SEMA, what, if, you want to, if you want to follow a certain qualifications, designations, which, which routes will they take you on? And then, as, as, as Ralph was mentioning as well, a great opportunities like the JSC Investment Challenge, which we think are, 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 really, are really beneficial to, to, to students who want to learn more and want access to information just just want to to, to ready themselves for the professional for the professional world you know one of one of the things i'm then curious about just given the description that you've just given us is are you more um focused on uh, training people to get into the world um, of investing either as professionals or as retail investors or sort of more we focus generally on uh, increasing the level of uh, financial literacy in in the society so we are more focused on increasing awareness around opportunities, so generally around the financial sector. Uh, what we try to do is, is give students direct access to uh, be it professionals in certain spaces. So in this case, uh, we, we're partnering with the JSC for the JSC Investment Challenge, but we have partnered with, uh, with other large organizations such as Alan Gray, Standard Bank, Investec, uh, Deloitte, um, to JP Morgan, to name a few, uh, basically gives students a very broad understanding of one, the opportunities that are out there, uh, then also 
a bit of financial literacy as well. We, we, we essentially, what we want to do is, there, there's a lot of information that's out there. So what we try to do is, is gather as much of it as we can, condense it and package it, and then present it to students in a way in which they can they can benefit and enter the, the professional world with a, with a bit more knowledge. Now, if that means uh, access to information around uh, opportunities and graduate programs where to work, that's one thing. But also in terms of uh, 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 what qualifications to study, um, uh, a bit of information on, on, on how to make themselves more professional in interviews, that kind of thing. And then, and then on that front, when it comes to, I guess, the gap that you were defining earlier on at the beginning around uh, people leaving work and just not knowing where to start, etc. Um, some of the big, you know, pain points that you've identified, right? Um, firstly, you know, I guess, one, what are they? Uh, and then the second thing is, do you think um, that this is something that uh, necessarily has to be attacked here at, uh, I guess, the tertiary level? Is it something that people could be exploring earlier on, maybe even at uh, the secondary level? Or do we just need to have more, I guess, professional support, you know, for people that have left university and look and are looking uh, to actually succeed? Because, um, like what you said, sometimes, uh, a lot of the time, getting uh, some of this practical information is just so hard. Um, but when, in actual fact you just know someone someone can literally point you in the right direction and show you that um, everything that you've been struggling for the last week to do could literally have been done in like three hours yeah no it, 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 it really is a, it is a bit of an issue and I think in, in my humble opinion I believe that the best way to approach it is from both sides so both from the professional side and also from the from the educational side where, where, where there's some sort of meeting in the, in the middle um, I know also on both fronts there are organizations that we've partnered, companies and corporates that we've partnered with that are, that are trying to 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 to, to, to meet, fill that gap on their end. And also I know with the with the universities with a lot of the the the, 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 the webinars and events that they're hosting as well, they're trying as well. But there definitely is still that that gap that is there, and really that's that's just what we're trying to fill. Um, in terms of there's a lot of things that students can do that they aren't aware they can do uh, now as students in order to help prepare them. And one such thing is, for example, uh, doing as much as you can as a student, being involved in, in with, with societies, uh, taking on voluntary uh, tasks, uh, anything that will make you look like you have a lot more interest in the things you're doing beyond just passing. I mean, when when we also have the benefit in that we chat, we chat to a lot of uh, to a lot of the individuals who are in the recruitment uh, the recruitment roles where they look to hire students, and one of the things that they really also look for is just that extra that extra that extra uh, motivation that students have in taking part in in, in various societies. Um, even if it's not really related to finance, just uh, showing that voluntary work, getting involved in things like the JSA Investment Challenge. I mean, if you are a student who's looking to 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 get into to to, to to asset management, or even if you're an individual who just wants to find out about investing on his or her own, you know, uh, this is it's, it's a great opportunity for you to just learn and pick up from there. Um, and I think also from the professional side, it, it helps to have individuals who have experience, individuals who have gone through the, 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 the looking for a job, the application process, 
to actually reach out and contact and, 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 and communicate with students. So on our end, what we've really tried to do, especially in the pandemic, what, what we used to do a lot is organize in-person events, which has been a bit difficult. But uh, what we've focused on a lot uh, through last year is doing a lot of interviews, gathering a lot of information, gathering those insights together so that we can actually present them to students so that students can know uh, what some of those soft those soft skills that they can pick up are, what some of those uh, those little tidbits of advice where you can pick up where maybe some people might have gone wrong in their experiences and students can benefit from, from, from going an alternate path and finding shortcuts in terms of doing what they can now in order to make sure that their futures are a lot more secured, a lot better. And then uh, the other one is just, uh, you know, with everything that's been said, for people that do want to engage with you guys, um, are there any other interesting projects that you guys have going? I think uh, we spoke earlier on uh, to the JSC just around that investment challenge that they have going on. But outside of that, are there any current or upcoming projects that people, um, you know, might want to, you know, get in on? Oh yes, there are. I mean, I know for a lot of students, primarily, it's it's the, the the opportunities around graduate programs that are coming up. We we also there's there's a lot of ideas in the pipeline in terms of uh, doing some comparisons in terms of the the designations and qualifications that students can take on, uh, and what the differences are, and, and which one is for which person, and which one is for that person. Uh, then also just a lot of insights and, and, and first-hand interviews from, from, from individuals where students can learn and pick up on tips from, tidbits from those, uh, for those individuals and find out what, what information is, is, is suited for them, what career posts are suited for them, how they can benefit themselves and, and, and grow and learn from there. Um, if students do want to access this kind of information and they do want to become a film forum member, member well, the, the only cost is their time. It's completely free. Uh, they can visit uh, our website, thefinforum.co.za, uh, and visit our student page. And from there, they just register uh, on the student page, enter their details, and then we'll be able to add them to our database so that when we do have a great opportunity, be it an event uh, or, uh, for example, the JSC Investment Challenge, we can promote it to them and share it with them. We can explain it to them. And such as our partnership with organizations like the JSC, that our film forum members actually get to register for free. So that's one of the benefits of, of being a film forum member. Um, so, yeah, but there's, there's a lot of very exciting exciting uh, opportunities we have in the pipeline. I'd say also we have some new social media pages as well. Um, I'd strongly encourage that any students who are interested in, in, in finding out what, what, what we have uh, up, uh, what we have in line for them to visit our social media pages on Instagram. It is the Fin Forum at the Fin Forum on Twitter uh, at the Fin Forum as well and on Facebook uh, Fin Forum ZA. Just as a matter of interest, before we let you go, you yourself you said uh, that you're a student, but uh, you know what career are you working towards? Are you uh, planning to be a fund manager? Do you want to be an analyst? Uh, where do you see yourself going? Oh no no I'm 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 graduated now <laughs> I'm graduated now so I'm in financial and corporate consulting um, FinForum I started as a student I I gra- when I graduated uh, it's it's I saw that it was a situation where there was uh, there was still a lot of students who still wanted access to this kind of information so it's it's almost developed into into, into quite a bit of a passion project uh, for me 
So it's, it's, it's at the moment we have a very large team of students. And to be honest with you, I think they really should take the credit because they do a lot of the work uh, in terms of coming up and generating ideas in terms of what we want to do. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm, I'm studying. Uh, I am studying towards my CFA, though, but I'm, I'm, I'm done with the undergrad for now. All right, so that's been us. Uh, we're talking uh, to Munyan Chingono, who is the founder of FinForum, uh, which is a financial education platform about uh, the work that they're doing, why they're doing it. He says that he noticed that um, there was a lack of information just around um, investments, around just being in the professional world, financial literacy, and a lot of that information. But their main push is opportunities, he says. He wants to direct uh, young professionals and young adults to opportunities. Um, in that space so that's been it on the other side of this we come to the end of the show the, the business stars and with that we've come to the end of the show thank you so much uh, to our guests thank you to Ralph, thank you to uh, Munya for just giving us some insight into what's going on in the world of uh, financial education it's really good to see, I mean uh, the Business Buzz as a platform um, is actually built around you know, that uh, very objective of increasing the level of financial literacy in our communities, making sure that uh, issues of the economy and business are made uh, more accessible, more accessible uh, understandable uh, to the general public and I guess more relatable uh, because a lot of this stuff you know does seem a little bit boring but money is one of those things uh, that affects all of us in and around the world so it was really good and specifically for them because they they have gone into the niche because under financial literacy you now have um, specifically education around investing education around being a young professional education around the opportunities that exist in the economy and in the financial services so really valuable show really valuable insight uh, that we got there and for me the big thing is uh, i keep saying this but uh, just having that education when you're going to go into the world um, of investing is really necessary but uh, the broader goal is to just make sure that you understand how money works understand how the economy works uh, just so that you can you know make the most uh, of uh, the opportunities that life has to offer so that's been it for today uh remember that you can engage with us let us know um do you really think that financial literacy is something that people should be focusing on is it something that people are focusing too little on or too much on you can let us know your thoughts on facebook we have our fm of voice of vits our other facebook page is the vits radio academy and then on twitter we're at VARFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz you can also get our great content on vits.journal forward slash business and remember that our podcasts are available on the major platforms so thank you to our amazing team our technical producer is Kutrano Serame together with our producers uh, Glory Mabuza together with uh, Slindem Stevie and Tando Trimba together with uh, Siabonga Mota. Don't miss the business by same time, same place next week. As I said, we have moved uh, to 7 p.m. on a Thursday, uh, so definitely make sure you catch us uh, this time next week. Otherwise, don't turn that down. There's more great content coming up on the Vow FM lineup. So for myself, Mdio Mob, Justice Kavaza, and the rest of the team, it is good evening and take care. The Business, business Buzz, Buzz with Mudiwa Mob Justice Gabaza. The Business Buzz Podcast.